I am sure you have listened to this parable of Jesus before. And I'm also sure that you heard in previous years one of your priests, Alson Albans, telling you that the talents Jesus is talking about are your pledge cards. <laughs> a talent in Jesus' day was a unit of money, approximately the amount of 15 years of earnings by a worker. And language historians believe that the modern understanding of talent as a gift or ability has derived directly from this parable of Jesus. It is the most extensive and repeated understanding of what is called the parable of the talent. We have heard this story many times, especially during stewardship season. Do not hide your treasure, but share it as a way to please your creator, the source of everything that we have. I would like to share with you today another way to interpret this parable in the Gospel of Matthew. But do not misunderstand me, please. I do encourage you to share your money <laughs> and your time and your talents and your treasure and your gifts with the church, with your communities, and especially with those in need. I want, though, to connect this story with the moment in which Matthew connects this story with Jesus' life. This is the third of four stories Jesus tell, tells not about the present times, but about the future of his disciples and followers when they will face God at the end of times. All four stories center on the return of a master, a bridegroom, as with the bridesmaids last Sunday, or a king, and the judgment that comes with that return, and how those who await his return live their lives and spend their time. Also, as the parable of the ten bridesmaids in the story of last Sunday, there is a call in this parable today about the consequences of our actions and the ways in which we prepare ourselves to confront God face to face at the end of times when there is no other exam than how we lived, how we loved, and how we embodied God's grace in our lives. The third slave in this story today, I imagine you may agree with me that he's not a bad worker at all. He has been prudent and careful and cautious with the single talent, 15 years of earnings of a worker that his master left in his hands. He's even proud of himself in the story. He says, here you have what is yours, master. If we compare the three slaves, we can even, co even comment the third one and reprehend the other two, the first two of them, as they risked their master's wealth in the volatile stock market. 
would the master respond the same way if, he, if they lost all his money? I, I am not sure about that, but we will never know. But what is then with this third slave in this story? Why is he presented as the example not to follow? It is because cautious, prudent, careful in this story are synonyms of fear, indifference, and lack of passion. The cautious employee is apparently driven by fear. He says, so I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground, he said to his master. Jesus is also at a crucial time in his ministry when he is sharing this parable. He is facing the temptation of walking with cautious, with, with caution, or intentionally going all in to Jerusalem, where the danger of being trapped in the hands of the authorities of his time. Jesus told this story today just at the crossroads of his life and ministry in the middle of his own personal high-risk venture. It was just during the last day of his life when he decided to leave behind the far and safer Galilee and go to the capital, Jerusalem, known at this time as the city that kills the prophets. Jesus had realized that he could not dig a hole in the ground and hide the talent that he received from the Father. There is too much at risk. There is too much suffering, and too many people are counting on him to invest his life fully. As you can see, the point here is not about doubling your money or how much your money you, you, you are uh, pledging to our church this year. The point of this parable is about living. It's about how we really take risks and invest and put all we are into the equation of God's saving deeds. In some ways, this parable is also Jesus' personal story, when he understands God's mission for him and the treasure that he has in his hands and what he is about to do with it, there in Jerusalem where the story of humanity is being played. And because it is about Jesus, it is also about us, his followers. The question this parable is asking us is, what is the greatest talent or treasure that we are given to a steward? What is there in me, in us, to risk at this point in our lives? What is there to invest deeply? Where do, do we put our heart to be cautious prudent or careful is not an option in God's dream for humanity. That would mean not caring enough. Like if God, the church, the future of humankind don't matter at all. 
to invest fully ourselves means to be open to God's surprises, to let go of our obsession with controlling everything, and to believe that what we are putting in God's hands will be returned abundantly, not only for us, but for everybody. Jesus' warning is that the outcome of playing it safe in our spiritual lives, not caring, not investing deeply ourselves, is like death, like being left out in the darkness or out of the banquet like the five unprepared bridesmaids of last Sunday. Or as Paul said to the Thessalonians, we are children of the light. We are not of the night or the darkness. And in God's light, we find ourselves in new spaces, in new contexts, in new relationships, being surprised and challenged. At this point, I guess you already have an idea of what is Jesus calling you to. Maybe it is just to discover your passion and put it, put it in action, into action in one of the many ministries here at St. Albans. Maybe it is to pledge, if you haven't done so yet, or increase your pledge this year. And maybe it is to begin or recover that spiritual practice that you know in your heart that will lead you to a deeper connection with God. Maybe it is just a matter of quiet in your life to listen to what God is telling you now. Or perhaps it is to make that hard decision about leaving that toxic environment or relationship you are stuck in. Maybe it is just to prepare yourself through meditation and prayer for the next faithful step that you don't know yet what it is, but that you trust that God will lead you to. What is there for you to risk in your life for God's kingdom today? What, what is? Let's respond to God, to God in silence. Amen.